All right, everybody, here we are, Stephen Scullion, another podcast today. I think I'm going to talk about, um, I've kind of gone through, I feel like quite a lot, um, a lot of different topics. There's not really so much a topic today. One of the things I'm weary of um, is that I'm selling, I'm trying to, I mean, I'm just being honest. That's that's where we're at here. I'm I'm being as honest as I possibly can be about documenting my training. Um, and I think that's given off. A lot of the feedback's been, you know, it's great to hear that you struggle with that too. Or it's great to hear that um, the key word, I suppose, has probably been like human. You know, it's great to hear that like elites or professionals or well in this case we're just talking about me or we, we've had other people on there like Butchie and um, Andy Vernon week one and that that feedback has kind of been you know it's it's great to hear that um you guys struggle with things too and this idea about um being human you know um so even though I feel like that's that was a really important message to get across um I don't want to give the wrong idea here that although we're human and we are, I can, and I can only speak for myself, um, I'm, I'm very, 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 the word I'm going to use is robotic and um, regimented almost in my, my preparation for races. Um, what kind of brought this thought process about was um, my girlfriend struggling with a little bit of a calf injury. Um, not, not too bad. She was able to do a session today, so that's great. Um, but a little bit of a calf problem, and it just brought me back to, for example, if I get hurt, um, and when I get injured, I, I don't probably leave the house. I probably ice the part of my body that's sore on the R 20 minutes, the full day. Um, and, and it's just a real intense regimented rehab program or um, not necessarily rehab, recovery program, you could say recovery strategy. If I'm told there's a bit of inflammation and I'm told I can ice it once an hour, I'm going to ice it every hour. And I mean to the extent of I've been in a coffee shop doing work and I've asked them for ice cubes and I've brought a little sandwich bag and I'll ice it in the coffee shop. Um, and, and so while I'm trying to um, not necessarily sell an idea that there's a, a human factor to elite runners and that um, it's not like this, it's not superstar-like, it's not God-like, um, good days, bad days, all the same, same as you guys. I can only speak for myself, but I put in a lot of fucking hard work. Um, and I mean a lot of hard work. I um, let me try to sort of give some examples of that. I, I just think my planning, my preparation, the hard work that goes on in the training side of things, I feel like everybody does. So the the 10 mile tempo that I did this morning, pretty controlled with the marathon coming up. Everybody does that, right? Everybody, Everybody's willing to put in hard work for that 50, 60, 70 minutes, whatever it takes. Um, the hard work that goes on behind the scenes is what I'm talking about. Um, the planning, um, the fact that I went down to Camp Verde today for a tempo because it was a bit closer to the temperature that I'm going to be up against on race day. Um, the 
probably 90 minutes of rehab and rolling and stretching that I've been doing almost on a daily basis now for the last um, five or six days just because the marathon's getting closer and I feel like if I can um, stretch, I, I kind of do this all before all marathons, if I can stretch and I, I've just trained my ass off for four months and so tightness has built up that's the way it goes even when you get treatment even when you try to think you're on top of it tightness will still creep in um but recently i've decided that if i work on my quad tightness my hip flexors tightness my glutes that might be one i might have to put in 75 to 80 minutes a day of different things but it might get me one or two mile further into the marathon before things start to hurt. And that's, and that's really fucking important. I, I, I do that all, I'll do, I do three hours a day to achieve that. Um, and so make no mistake, I'm, I'm selling this human factor. Um, I'm, I'm preaching that I have good days, bad days. I have never told a lie on the podcast. If I, if I tell you that I have a really shitty day, it's because I have a really shitty day. Um, if I tell you I have a really good day, it's I've had a really good day. Um, and, and I want that to be really clear. But probably the separation is the time that's invested outside of training hours. And that means getting to nighttime instead of putting on Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, whatever you got to do, pros will go to the gym and they'll put in the gym work and they'll do the one hour of gym work that they have to do. They'll come home, they'll cook a healthy meal and and then stretch for 45 minutes because they went to the gym and they need to loosen off the muscles that they tightened up in the gym. And, and that's really the key. It is the time and effort and thought process that goes into every single day that almost makes human, inverted commas, machine-like. And, and, that, and it's that simple. I, I often wake up from a nap and God, I have life really fucking tough, don't I? I wake up from a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon. It's so tough. Um, anyway, I'll wake up and I'll think like, you know, that that's probably two weeks in a row. You've napped every day. You've done little bits of stretching every day. You've done your rehab stuff. And and I end up sort of patting myself on the back for that. I, I feel like you're living this kid. You're doing really good. And and I'm, I'm trying to preach this model of consistency, this idea that consistency is going to trump hard work, hard, hard weeks of training. If you can put in 52 solid weeks this year, solid, not, not breathtaking, not amazing, 52 solid weeks, you'll find yourself in a place you've never been before. But I'm not, no bullshit here, guys. In order to provide that consistency, you have to do whatever it takes. If that means a rest day once a week, if that means 45 minutes of stretching, you got to do what you got to do. And and my goal for 2018, I wrote it in my notes a year ago, just over a year ago now, and it said, create something inspiring. Um, I, I don't know if I did or not. I hope I did. Um, but in bullet points next to that, it just it just said, do whatever it takes. And, and it's that simple. Like, we don't, we don't know how good we can be until we try. You don't know how good you can be until you really try. And, and all of a sudden, you start putting in a bit more time, whether it's thought process, whether it's thinking about how you could be better, whether it's exploring options in terms of 
checking online, listening to my podcast, looking out for ways that you could add things in that's going to make you better. And I guess it's just got to the point with me now that almost every breath I take on a daily basis is focused on being better at what I do. And I'm not that mental. I'm not like, which is why it's tough. I had Chinese for dinner last night. I had a beef chow mein, chicken curry. We fried our own rice. I went to the store and bought a Dr. Pepper on the way there. That doesn't make me like some kind of rebel, but it also it also doesn't make me some kind of monk that like is too is too invested that I can't enjoy a simple luxury of having Chinese food. Chinese food's fucking wonderful, um, and and it's not that bad. Rice, like noodles, blah blah blah, plenty of fat. But I run enough to burn all that side of things. But look, what I'm trying to get at here is. I can't encourage that. I can't say, hey, I had Chinese for dinner on Friday night, so you guys should go have Chinese on Thursday night and then do your 10-mile tempo that morning because that's not telling the whole story. Sure, I had a Chinese, but I also did 90 minutes of rolling and stretching and little bits of core. I also did one run yesterday instead of two because I wanted my body to freshen up a little bit. You know, I, I, I still probably had a really good day in terms of how should an elite professional athlete conduct themselves. Okay, I had a Chinese for dinner instead of something else. But what I'm trying to get at is there's no point me selling it as these are things that you can do and they're not going to hurt your performances. If if you didn't do what you were told that day in training, if you trained too much, if you didn't do your rehab, you didn't do your activation stuff, you had no intentions of planning the next two weeks training and how you could make it better than ever before. And then you have the Chinese. Well, maybe your head's not in a good place to be having the Chinese, you know? And, and so this is really important. I, I don't want to sell it that this is easy. This is the craziest effing sport there is. Um, it is so, so hard. And, and it really requires maximum dedication as much as you're willing to. When I first started my comeback in 2017, I was nowhere near as dedicated as I am now. I was really patient with myself. I told you guys this. I was still going out on a Friday night, getting really drunk, having loads of fun with my friends and and then waking up and dealing with it on a Saturday morning, training, whether I did a session that day, whether I changed the session to be able to handle the hangover. I mean, this is this has been a, a two-year process. So... I'm not necessarily saying, hey, from tomorrow, you need to you need to do this, this and this. You need to be thinking about this, this and this. That's not what I'm saying here. But I am trying to promote, not promote. I'm I'm showing you guys that that I'm human, right? I, I have bad days. I have good days. I have bad days. My my brain. Let's talk about hills on Tuesday. I'm I'm three or four reps into these hills. I'm doing three minute hill, jog back down, one minute hill, three minute hill, jog back down, one minute hill was absolutely killing me. I get to rep four and I'm thinking, Steve, you could just call this a day. Scully, you could just, that'll do you. You could do four. That's fine. You're tapering. My brain, just like everybody else's brain, doubted itself. It was finding it tough. It's 7,000 feet. It's hills. But I just kept going. Somehow I did another one, you know, and, and it wasn't that hard. I probably could have done two more. And so I'm, I am encouraging that there is a human element. Absolutely is. But I don't want to shy away or not give myself credit for the really fucking hard four months of work that I've just done. 
building on top of a really hard year and a half of hard work, you know, building on top of years and years before that. So that's what I'm trying to get at today and probably giving myself a bit of credit, a bit of a pat on the back. This has been a four month grind. There's been a lot of really hard decisions had to be made in that four months, including dropping out of Dublin Marathon. I knew I wasn't quite ready. I thought I could have been if the knee injury cleared up quick. It didn't. I knew I would make smarter decisions if I took Dublin Marathon off the table, essentially. I, I told the doctor, I told the physios, look, if Dublin Marathon didn't exist in two weeks' time, I would do everything you're saying. I will rest, I will build back slowly, but if Dublin Marathon is still on the car, still on the table, I'm not listening to a word you say. I gotta run. I gotta do a long run this weekend because I only have four weeks to go or whatever it was. So I had to make some really tough decisions that I knew might affect things. I knew that I might lose certain support networks by making those decisions. Same with European cross country. That was tough for me get to get sick um, and then have to make the call. Because I wasn't sure if I'd get healthy or not, I had to make that decision to drop out and let somebody else take my place. And, and they earned that spot. So I'm really, I'm really happy for that person. If I would have been healthy, I think I could have helped the team in a really good way based on how my training's going and where my fitness is at, but but I wasn't healthy. So I made that call and that was another tough call. Again, you're opening yourself up to criticism and that's that's just how it goes. And so I've had four months of uninterrupted. I've had three sinus infections, believe it or not. So for probably about five weeks of my recent 16 weeks, I was coughing and blowing phlegm out of my nose, green mucus, for five, six weeks of this buildup. But but I just get on with it. <laughs> I, I I just don't I, I just I love running and so if I if I can get out there and run, off I go and I go do it. Um but yeah it's been it's been a really really fun, really tough. I'm just living. When I made a decision to make a comeback, I didn't need to um, nobody put any pressure on me to do that. I made that decision. And it's like I just accepted that the running lifestyle really suits me. It's 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 fine. I like it. It's not a it's not a sacrifice me going to bed at nine thirty or ten o'clock at night. It's certainly not a sacrifice. It's a gift being able to do what I do on a day to day basis. And I and I really I truly mean that. I don't want that to sound cheesy. I, I feel that I have a gift and I feel that if I don't explore that potential, that it would be wasted. And then I feel like these podcasts are another gift because I love sharing that. And I and I really want to help and encourage other people in their own time. I'm, I told you, and I'm being serious about this, don't go tomorrow gung-ho. Think of this as a 52-week project so far and, and little baby steps, little improvements, whatever it is, whatever you want to improve, do it. And if you want to message me about it or you want to tweet me about it, do it. And don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry if the results don't change immediately. Just put small things in place. And, and if you put five new small things in place and you put the same amount of effort in that you did into your recent build up to the recent race, it's fucking logic, guys. Things will get better. It's only a matter of time. It is logic. This is not crazy thinking. And, and that's what I do. That's how I've ran two minutes quicker for the marathon every year 
because I've slowly dedicated myself more and more. I've slowly added more and more things in. I've figured out what works for me and I've added a bit more of that in. And and it's just logic to me. I, I don't get nervous about it because it just makes sense. It logically makes sense. And I also don't get greedy. I don't ask too much of myself. I, I make sure it's it's achievable. I make sure it's not a stupid goal that I put in place. And to be perfectly honest with you guys, I did a... 10 mile, 8 miles pretty relaxed, sort of medium hard, probably like kind of the marathon type effort. Um, Then I did 2 miles, just a little bit harder because I don't believe in shutting the body down completely 10 days out from my marathon. I kind of still want to feel that pain a little bit where you have to push and you have to dig a little bit. And um, I kind of did that this morning and and it was... (laughs) The, the words to describe it is just fucking excellent. Um, that's, that's where it's at. And, and I, I truly believe I could probably manage maybe like 211 to 212 for a marathon. I, I, I honestly think that's possible. But I know that I achieve enough for right now with my long-term plan in place. I know that 214, for example, or 213.45, I know that's fine. I know that's another basically two minute PB or bigger. And, and so I'm okay with that. I'm not shooting for the stars. I think I, I want to go as far as saying, I think I'm smarter than other marathon runners. I think people have been in my position in the past and they get excited. They try to run the 212 or they try to run the 210. They struggle. They don't hit their goals. Their whole psychology changes. They start struggling mentally. The momentum of their comeback or their their general running changes. And it can flip very quickly. It can flip on your head very, very quickly. And so I try to protect that. And that's just me. Um, it, It doesn't mean that I don't have the balls to go and do it. It just means that I've seen too many other marathon runners make mistakes. Perhaps that they don't even know they made themselves. But chasing times like 210, 211, really chasing it and then blowing up and running 214, 215, these kind of times. And they maybe miss championships because of that. And look, a championship is where you want to go perform. Hit your qualifying time, go smash it at the championship. So a bit of a recap there. Um, definitely trying to encourage and show on a day-to-day basis the, the human element but also don't want to move away from the time and the dedication that goes on behind the scenes on the day-to-day basis. It's a 24-hour-a-day thing, whether it's sleep, whether it's rehab, whether it's activation work, whether you can add these things in when you're watching your shows at night. You got to do what you got to do. Um, this is a real, this is a lifestyle. More, I was told a long time ago, it's not the two hours of training and you're putting in a day, it's the 22 hours around that. And I was just never able to live the other 22 hours like a full-time athlete before or a professional and you don't need to either but like I'm telling you if you add in three to five new little things little changes and are still willing to put the same effort in that you put in before to your previous race logically speaking you stand a very good chance of running better faster than you've ever ran before do that for a year Guys, you know the answer. You know what's going to happen. So give that a go. I've had a couple of people tweeting today about three things they're going to put in place and and then what race, what their goal race is. And and it's just a decision. Make a decision. I made a decision two years ago to really give this a go. And and it's taken me to a life that I absolutely love. I'm in love with my life right now. It's fantastic. So 
Keep strong, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. The encouragement and the good feedback has been overwhelmingly um, supportive. Really, really nice to you guys. And I'm glad it's, it's helping in the way that it does. So have a good day, everybody.